Blog Talk Radio. that I do every Saturday morning and realize, hey, wait a minute, uh, the music is still playing and my mic is not on. Well, it is on now and so are we. Uh, welcome to The Balance. My name is Tom Marcos. Oh, Presidente, we do this thing every Saturday morning called The Balance. And I am your captain and for the next uh, oh, 90 minutes or so, I'm going to guide you through the crazy world of sports. Uh, Helping me out today is my co-pilot and cohort and all-around great guy, Adam Jibbidin, super Browns fan, super uh, uh, Ohio State fan, super Cavs fan, and also, yes, he still loves them Guardians. But uh, he'll be with us right here in just a moment, standing by in the balance green room. We're going to be talking about, oh, we got something else that we're going to introduce, uh, yeah, when we get back. That's right. We've got a, a, something new that's going to be up on the website. I hope you've checked out the website. If not, get there, www.excuse me, I can't even say my words, www.balancesportscast.com. That's www.balancesportscast.com. Well, and also, you know, it's my birthday weekend, and it's Adam's birthday weekend, too. We'll be right back right here, and there's a backstory to that. We'll be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network. of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition, 
to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, What is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. Seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so, um, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Le Pique, which, of course, in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish, in the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and yeah, roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. Tonight. Tom Marquez, Cell Presidente. It's time to get things kicked off on my birthday weekend with Adam Jividen on his birthday weekend as well. How are you, sir? I'm good, Tom. How are you, man? Good. Aren't, aren't you proud of me that this year, every year, I, I'm like, hey, you know, we talked about my birthday. For like five years, you forgot. <laughs> like your birthday is the same day as mine. I know that's hilarious. That's because it's all about me, man. It's all about me on my birthday. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. Well, we got a lot to talk about today. I know you're going to help fill in with the NFL. We're going to ha- get into this uh, big uh, deal with the uh, 49ers. Uh, actually, they probably struck gold, actually, with Christian McCaffrey. A lot of people like to think that he's not uh, at his prime. And as a fantasy owner, I would say that maybe I agree with that. But I also would say, and we'll get into the conversation here a little bit later on in the show, but I, I would also say that the, the 49ers uh, – well, the Panthers are the ones who ended up on, on the sore end of the deal there. Uh, and we're going to be talking some college football. Uh, but first of all, let's let's get into the, our normal Ohio State. Ohio State plays who today, sir? 
Iowa. Iowa. I've got it right here in front of my face. So sorry. <laughs> no problem. So let's let's talk a little bit about uh, Ohio State and Iowa. Obviously, uh, anytime Ohio State plays in the Big Ten, it's 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 a must watch, if you will. But this is a good this is a good Iowa team, and and we have talked about Iowa with different games uh, throughout the season. Now we look at Iowa and Ohio State. Can Ohio State beat Iowa? Yes, but can Iowa beat Ohio State? I, I think there's a possibility of that. Go ahead, sir. I I would disagree with that statement for one giant reason. Iowa's offense is abysmal. Uh, they have one of the lowest ranked. Actually, I think they are dead last. They have the lowest ranked offense in the entire country. Um, or at worst, they're like bottom ten. At best, they're like bottom ten. They do have a phenomenal defense. Question mm-hmm. is, as tends to happen at this point in the season, when you go, well, they have the number one defense. Um, some of that can be like, well, what team have you played that has any offense? And thus far, they've only played one, and that's that team up north, and they lost. So, I mean, I look at this game less to say, is this a test for Ohio State? And more to say, this is more of a test for the Ohio State offensive line. Um, Because a lot of what Iowa likes to do is what we will see from the fighting khakis in November on defense. They're, they they are very aggressive. They like to push. They like to try to you know build up as many tackles as a loss early early on down, as opposed to like some teams that try to just pre- prevent yards. They're a lot more aggressive um, on early downs. I I honestly I think the Ohio State defense could pitch a shutout today. Iowa's offense is that bad. And the other thing that was a huge thing for Ohio State is coming off a bye week where a whole bunch of guys got healthy. Um, We were down to only three or four scholarship cornerbacks that that could play on Saturdays. Um, And we've got a big one coming back, a kid named Jordan Hancock. He has not seen the field this year. He was a five-star corner, really came on strong in the spring and the fall. Um, and and he'll be playing. And the big name that is coming back today is a name that most people that follow college football should be familiar with, one Jackson Smith-Najigba. So the Ohio State receiving corps, somehow that has the number one offense in the country, added the dude everybody expected is going to win the Blitnikoff this year um, to that already potent offense. And, and everything that, that we're hearing around practice, um, there's not going to be any issues. What this is just going to allow them to do is rotate more. Um, Julian Fleming, since he came back, has been dynamite. Marvin Harrison Jr. every week looks <clears> like <throat> he might actually be the best receiver in college football. And then Emeka oh, and Luka and just one touchdown. Yeah, so absolutely agree with It's going to be like a 38 or 42 to – three (laughs) like i i don't know that we shut him out but i don't know that we let him in the end zone 
we'll see what happens. I, I you know, I, I don't I don't see this being a shutout at all. I mean, the spread's twenty nine points. I don't see it's going to be a shutout, but I do think definitely that Ohio State wins. But there's some things that that you mentioned that can can be a I won't say problematic, but it's something surely they prepared for. Excellent defense. They've got to slow down the the offense of Ohio State. And that's going to be very hard to do with C.J. Stroud. He might be looking to make a Heisman state, uh, statement. If he's not, certainly Ryan Day is because he's keeping him in games longer. Uh, he's like, hey, look at this quarterback. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see um, – We'll see what happens today, but it's, the spread is 29 points. That's where I, I feel like there, there won't be a shutout. I mean, I, I really don't like Iowa's chances of winning this game, uh, but they have a tough defense, and if they could slow down the Ohio State offense, well, there's a good possibility that it, it'll be a, a closer game than what you think there. Uh, yeah, I think, I think this one for Iowa comes down to if they can, if, if, if they can get us to turn the ball over a lot, like, they're going to need, like, three or four turnovers. If they can do that, they can hang in it. And, I mean, it's happened before. Iowa upset Ohio State four or five years ago, um, and that's how they did it. That's the recipe to do it. Um, so, you know, it can be done. Do I think it will be done today? I don't. I, I think – I just think this team, especially coming off a of bye and getting healthy, um, it's maybe the best offensive line in the country. So – I think this game is going to be more of a litmus to see where we are compared to, to others, um, you know, in the conference and around the country um, rather than uh, where we are in comparison to Iowa, who we are playing. Well, let's take a look at uh, another game with the going out West here, Oregon versus UCLA. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the breakdown of that game. And what are your thoughts on Oregon versus UCLA? So uh, Oregon is highly ranked again, largely because like they started the year highly ranked. Um, UCLA looks freaking awesome. Um, Chip Kelly's got them moving, and with with Utah's, I don't know if it was an upset. I mean, I think it would be an upset with U- Utah's upset of USC. UCLA finds themselves in the driver's seat for the the Pac-12 conference. And right now, they're not out of the playoff hunt. I mean, they're one of the handful of undefeated. One of the kind of, I would say, two undefeated that nobody saw coming. Because, I mean, like, there's some of them, like, Syracuse is undefeated, but that's going to end today. Um, But, you know, I look at UCLA, and they're not just beating people. They're beating people, like, well. And and Dorian Thompson-Robinson – if you have not watched him, that kid, you know who he reminds me of for, for, for Indiana fans? He reminds me a lot of Antoine Randwell from back in the Oh, yes, you're absolutely day. right. A, a quarterback that is equally efficient throwing the ball as running the ball. Um, he is a dynamic athlete, um, and and I think he's got them moving. I I had UCLA winning this game, but that will be a very fun game to watch. Oregon seems to have settled in a little bit. Bo Nix, their quarterback, transfer from Auburn, um, is, is is playing a little bit better. But he is he's kind of bound to, like, have 
two or three just boneheaded plays every single game. So it's a question of when that happens, you know, can they limit the damage? But I see UCLA pulling this out, and I personally hope they do because I want to see more teams in the playoff than we than we've had. I, you know, I don't want I don't want to see Alabama State in um, having lost to Tennessee, especially if they also lose in the SEC championship game or something like that, because other conferences kind of eat away at each other. So I love the UCLA and TCU storylines that we have this month. Well, I tell you what, and so does Vegas. It's the it's the biggest uh, game in the Pac-12 to this to this point. I mean, both both teams coming yeah. off of a bye week should be a very good, ready for battle out there in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, the 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 spread is six. The last bit I checked, so you know this is clearly going to be a, a tight defensive game. Uh, and the Ducks have, have I think I like the Ducks in this game. I really do. You've got the one-two punch with Thompson Robinson. Um, he get gets all the publicity. Um, what's the kid from Michigan? Zach Zach Charbet uh, from Michigan. You've got him as well. So we'll we'll see how how it how it all plays out. But I like the Ducks. Are you are you yeah. picking the Ducks? Or are you pick, picking the Bruins? No, I'm picking UCLA, hundred percent. So do you think they'll cover? But went outright. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Jim well, Kelly's gonna look to make a statement because if they can win this game definitively, he's going. Guys, we should be close to the top four. So I think, right. I think they not only I think they win impressively. Adam Jividen's, uh pick from Jivy's Den, which by the way, by the way, drum roll here, not quite up yet because, well. The keys have not been turned over to me just yet. <laughs> That'll be done on Tuesday. <laughs> I've been told that it'll be put up there today. Steve Wilson uh, will be joining us later. He is our webmaster. He has helped us out. He's the editor-in-chief of SpeedwayDigest.com. And anybody knows how to make a website work, it's him. And so he's really helped design and put this together because he's way smarter than this stuff than me. So he's like, Tuesday, are you ready? I'm going to give you the keys. I'm like, I'm so ready. <laughs> but we're going to have a special spot on our site. W, I'm starting to sound like Joe Biden. <laughs> uh, you don't want to do that, though. No, this is not the show for that. But balancedsportscast.com. <laughs> Adam's going to have his own little place of the world. Tell us a little bit what we can expect from you, Adam, on the website and what we are going to affectionately call Jibby's Den. Yeah, you know, I, I I come on the show weekly and we always talk, you know, Ohio State during football season or the Browns and how disappointing they always are. Um, <laughs> or, or if I'm on during basketball season, it'll be Cavs or the Guardians. And this is just more of a space for – you know, the other things that, that, that we as fans enjoy. Um, I, I am a, an aficionado of all things nerd. Um, so, you know, some weeks it That's might true. be some sports talk. Some weeks it might be some, uh, some, some Marvel talk or some movie talk or a little bit of both. Um, you know, I, it, it's just it's a place for fans to come together. Again, like I, I, I remarked in the notes, keep the, keep the smack talk respectful. Um, but you know, I, I I think I think in this in this day and age, people have found it hard 
oftentimes to be a fan of something that other people have differing opinions of and not be like abrasive about it. And it, you know what? Mm-hmm. We can also come together. You can be a fan of DC. I can be a fan of Marvel and we can appreciate what makes each of them cool, you know? So that's exactly that's the whole point. It's just going to be, it'll be a, a spot to have fun. It'll be a spot to just like get some perspective from a fan for the fans, not somebody that's looking to, 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 to go right for SI or, TMZ or whatever other outlets there are that have different things is just by a fan for the fans. Well, that's one of the slogans that we have is where fanatics can come together and talk about favorite sports. And I will say this, Adam is a expert on both Marvel and, and DC. And if it wasn't for Adam, I would still be thinking that DC and Marvel were all or one in the same. I was tragically wrong. Uh, so, <laughs> I I earlier that last year you might remember this so I started this uh, thing where I was going to go through all of the Marvel movies. I made it for like a you know a month and then now I can say at least I've seen a lot of them. But uh, I I wish I would have started. But I, I can tell you one thing: Adam got me onto the Star Wars, and I did watch all the Star Wars. But um, I started the Mandalorian. And I love The Mandalorian. But you know how you like you start shows, and then you're like, oh, I gotta do this, gotta do that, gotta you never get back to it. So now I lost the entire season of The Mandalorian. Are are you watching that show? I mean, I've watched it three times. So yeah. <laughs> is it still on? Is it is it still like a reoccurring? I mean, it's series? on Disney Plus, so it's always on. It's not like the days where you have to catch reruns, Tom. So, <laughs> real quickly, because we're getting off in the weeds here, but. Baby Yoda, is that really the young Yoda? The Yoda no. that we know in the okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. So they're not related in any way. We don't know that. We don't know that yet. They're just the same species. That's as far as we've gotten. I got it. Okay. Well, let's get back. On, let's get back on target. Be sure, and I promise it'll be up next week. In in every week or every day, however much that's that's uh, Adam's place in the world. He has no quota from me. Uh, just go there and check it out. Uh, it'll always pop up on the front page. It's trending when he pop, when he posts something new. And uh, we've got to break you into the Twitter world, Adam. We'll do it slowly, though. We'll do it slowly. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of the, the only humans left in, in the world that that's not on Twitter. No, maybe maybe you and, and Andrew Luck. Maybe maybe. Yeah. All right, guys, let's let's get into two another really great matchup. I think even though one's rated seventeen, one's rated at number eight, and that's uh, the Kansas State Wildcats five and one. I like the TCU Horn do- Horn Dogs. God, Horned Frogs. Man, it's a family show, guys. Family show. We're talking about frogs now, but uh, Kansas State Wildcats at uh, TCU Horned Frogs, like TCU. We've liked TCU. I see no reason to stop liking TCU this week, but I do like this matchup. It's going to be a good game. Yeah, this is really interesting because, again, I think, like, like where is with the Kansas game that ended up – I mean, that thing was a thriller a few weeks ago. Um, that was, like – Stud offense, you know, scores a lot of points versus stud offense scores a lot of points. Kansas State is what they always are. 
ball control, possess the ball, um, you know, possess the play clock, and play good defense versus Sonny Dykes and the high-scoring TCU offense. So it's that ultimate, like, yin versus yang, my strength versus your strength. Uh, Similar, like I said, to kind of what we're seeing out of this Iowa-Ohio State matchup, it's just Kansas State has more offense than Iowa does. Uh, Kansas State is led by former Nebraska quarterback Adrian Martinez. Um, This game is interesting. This is one that I'm going, like, I'm highlighting and saying, if TCU can make it through this, there's not many games left on the schedule that make you go, hmm, I don't know. And their quest for an undefeated season starts looking stronger and stronger. Well, I, I, I tell you what, I like uh, TCU in this game. The over-under is 54.5. The spread's 3.5. Three and, three and um, actually, in favor of Kansas State, uh, they, they're favored by like 3.5. But I like I like TCU. They're on a, a really cool run, six and zero, and have beaten beat, they've beaten three top A AP top twenty five opponents. If if you want to put any stock into that, in a row for the first time in the program's history. So you know if we learn anything from basketball, when the momentum is going, the momentum is going, especially in college basketball. And in March, when you think about this, these teams that get on a run uh, t- toward the tournament. This is kind of what I see with with TCU. Like I said earlier, there's no reason for me to stop liking TCU today. I'm going to keep liking TCU today. A lot of people like Kansas State. I can see why that would happen, and I can also see why they're a favorite of three and a half. But I'm going to go on the roll with TCU, and they're going to go 7-0. and is that, is that your pick as well, sir? This one is really a coin flip. And I think I mm, I'm gonna stick with TCU, man. I picked them as a, as a as a on week one. I said, watch for this team. Nobody knows what to expect out of them, but if they can start well, then they can go some places. And I'm I'm rolling with my guys. I'm rolling with my pick. Rolling with your pick. All right, love it. And we'll see what happens. All right, final college game before we go take a break and get back and talk some NFL. Syracuse at number five, Clemson Tigers. Battle of the orange, if you will, at least the orange color. Uh, But uh, it it should be very interesting. It should be a very good game. I don't know that it's going to be the matchup that we saw last week between Tennessee and Alabama. We'll get to that here in just a moment, too, because I really wanted to talk about that. But real quickly, let's break down what what we see happening uh, down in Clemson. Uh, with the Clemson Tigers in the Syracuse Orange. Um, I, I, so Syracuse is undefeated, but that's more, I think, a symptom of just playing a really bad schedule. I think this is a – excuse me, I don't know if I said Clemson. Syracuse is undefeated, but as well as Clemson. Um, I think DJ Uyangale is starting to look more like the guy that we saw as a freshman um, for Clemson when Trevor Lawrence was injured. Um, as opposed to whatever happened last year where he just was off from the beginning. Um, I I think Clemson is really starting to put the pieces together. I do think Syracuse is better than they've had in the past. Um, but I think this is the chance for Clemson to get um, kind of their signature win so far. And I know Syracuse isn't the name in football that they are, like in basketball or, or, or 
you know, or, or other sports. Um, but they are still undefeated and ranked in the top 15. So I would expect Clemson to try to go make a statement because they're not going to have a lot more games um, the rest of the season. And that's really, this is a game for them to try to make a statement for what ultimately could be some very important seeding should we make it to the college football playoff and they are undefeated with, you know, some potential other undefeateds as well. I lean towards Clemson. I think Clemson's going to win, win big, and get their first kind of what you may call statement win of the season for for Dabo Sweeney um, and his program. You know, I, I agree with you. The, the spread on this is the over-under is 50. Uh, you know, it's around 14 for the for the uh, for Syracuse. Uh, I think a lot of people are like Syracuse in this game. That's your pick. You're saying Syracuse is your pick, or are you thinking the no, Clemson? no Clemson. Clemson. Okay. You know, and, and here's the thing. I think Syracuse certainly has the skill at linebacker and, and defensive back. They certainly have a very strong defense, and, and they can cause real problems for, for Clemson's passing attack, particularly when it comes into the red zone. And that's where you got to pay attention to Syracuse, and that's where they beat you at. Uh, this is shaping up to be the kind of game where, where the Tigers will move the ball. But I, I think I'm going to roll with Vegas on this one. I'm going to go with Syracuse. We, we're, we're, we're disagreeing, sir. Imagine that. Pulling the upset or discovering spread? Oh, I, I mean, I'm sorry, covering the spread, but I, I do think that the Syracuse has a real chance of winning if they can control that ball in the in the red zone like they are so good at doing. Okay. Okay. I okay, I just scared you for a minute. <laughs> so I want to talk about Tennessee. I mean, what a great win that was, and, and we watched that game. And, 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 I, and you know, I'm excited, too, because that's Melissa's team, all right? All right, so I have to admit there's some bias in the house, but I also love to see Alabama get beat. And what I really, really like, and I know people are like, oh, so destructive. I mean, come on, it's a goalpost. Let's, let's, let's not make too much out of it, but carry the goalpost out, throw it out in the river. I, I assume that they've got a goalpost uh, uh back in, in the field because they've got Tennessee Martin. And I don't think we're going to see that type of reaction when they win today. I don't see a problem with it. What are your thoughts on these Tennessee balls uh, beating Alabama? It's it's going to be kind of a, a not as an exciting game today against Tennessee Martin, but uh, if you got anything to add to that game, that's fine. But more importantly, what are your thoughts on last week? Yeah, you know, Tennessee exposed Alabama's secondary. All they were doing is putting Jalen Hyatt in a sack receiver set so that the corner couldn't jam him off the line of scrimmage. And he was getting behind their safeties all night long. And, and then, obviously, Hendon Hooker had a really big game, has emerged as a Heisman Trophy candidate, kind of the two that have pulled away from the pack are Hooker and, and C.J. Stroud. Um, the thing I, I, I don't – I mean, Tennessee-Georgia is going to be a ball game here. Um, in a few weeks, but you know, I was watching that game and I'm just going like, man, Alabama's defense is not what, what we expected. Um, but I mean, I was, I was pumped. I, I like you love seeing Alabama lose. I love seeing Nick Saban act like a petulant child on the sidelines. It's, it's great. Um, I wish the media would call him out on it more often. That was great. Um, but no, it was, it was, a, it was an awesome, awesome game that, that was interesting just because, uh, Tennessee just kept doing the same thing over and over and over and over, and <laughs> Alabama couldn't stop it at all. 
Um, well, no, I just, it was an awesome game, and and I that's that's why we love college football. That right there. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and what I thought was actually, you know, like I said in the show last week, you know, I don't count Alabama out at any time, and Alabama is. Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, there you go, one and the same. Uh, but they're able to read and overcome and read and overcome and read. That's how they beat you. They weren't doing that with Tennessee. Tennessee was – I feel like Tennessee was more prepared for this game than Alabama was. I, that's just that's just my opinion. And they're on a roll now. Yeah, I, I, and, I mean, uh, I, think, I think Tennessee, when you're the underdog – you do have, especially an underdog at home, you do have some, like, built-in advantages of, like, I can kind of throw the sink at them, and if we lose, so what? And Tennessee played loose, whereas the closer that game got to the end, you could see Alabama tighten up. Like, it was it was on screen that they were you know, we, concerned. Uh, they were tight. You know, and in my real world, uh, we, ha- we have Monday morning sales meetings, and we, we, we call them puddles, but whatever. Uh, with the entire uh, sales group of the organization all across the United States. And our uh, uh, main sales leader, chief sales director, business director, whatever his title is, he, he went to Tennessee. But every every week he starts the meetings out playing some sort of music or whatever, you know, music playing, you know. But he was playing Rocky Top, and I thought, there you go. There you go. Had to, had to throw that one in. My name is Tom Mark with Al President today, myself and Adam Jivin, and we'll be right back. We've got to break down some NFL. Ed's on the bye week with the Eagles, and he is a, a taking some well-needed family time as he doesn't get very much during the football season. And so the Eagles fly, Eagle fly into bye week. We'll be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network. <laughs> National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mates. Ow, they're my eyes. We're moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. 
And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA Sultan mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle Coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so I don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Le Pique, which of course in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wondering. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. Don't know much about the science book. Don't know much about the French I took. But I do know that I love you. And I know that if you love Mandy. Mandy Pepperidge, well, I haven't seen you since we... Go away. I'm sorry, I can only stay a minute. Let me buy you some lunch. Oh, you've got your lunch. Well, how about some milk? You got your milk, too. Well, can I just massage your thighs while you eat? Do I have to leave? Is this in? Right alongside me is Adam Jividen. You'll know him very soon as the guy who runs uh, Jibby's Den. He is our college football co-pilot with us every Saturday. We break down the college football games of the week. Ed is off with the Eagles on bye week, so uh, Adam is going to continue to sit along with us and break down NFL this week, and I believe we're into week six. I don't know. I'm losing – actually, I'm losing track because I'm so – angry at every single one of my fantasy leagues. So that brings me to the fact that, hey, as a prior Christian McCaffrey fantasy owner, I swore by him. I rode rode and died with him. But over the last few years, I just haven't even picked him up. Not even going to try to pick him up. Not even going to attempt to pick him up. Now he's moving over to the 49ers. Let's talk about this, Adam. This is one of the biggest news probably in in years. Certainly the biggest news. Running back trade we've seen in in any time recent miss uh, memories. There we go. That's the word. Christian McCaffrey gets traded to the 49ers. Let's let's break down this trade on both sides of the fence. Uh, I think you and I think that that this was a pretty good deal for the 49ers. And and first of all, why would the 49ers? I don't know. It, it goes both. It goes both ways. We'll look at both sides. Go ahead, Adam. Yeah, I, I mean. 
the 49ers they they it's a good trade for the player they got on the field. My question is for this trade is is Christian McCaffrey going to be healthy? And even if he's healthy, you still just have uh, Jimmy Garoppolo throwing him the football. So, like, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is that you, he's Garoppolo is what he is. He's a he's a below average quarterback. Now, the the thing that Christian McCaffrey's a really good player. My question is. Is how is Kyle Shanahan and that 49ers offensive staff going to utilize both McCaffrey and Debo Samuel? Because both of them need their hands on the ball continually to make plays. And they kind of, like Christian McCaffrey made hay as the best running back in the NFL catching the ball in the backfield. Debo Samuel last year made his statement as the best receiver – who also can kind of play a hybrid running back role as a wide receiver. So it's like there's a lot of crossover skill there. Now, if they can utilize it well, it could create an absolute nightmare for opposing coaches. Um, but I need to see them do it. So, like, the foot they can pull it off, and I think they can. I, Kyle Shanahan's a really, really good offensive coach. I think they can figure it out. My question is, is why did you give up – I think they gave up, like, a, second, a third – a fifth and a seventh or something like that? It's a lot. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. That's a well, lot for a running back that has had major, um, major injury problems the last, like, three seasons. That's exactly my point. Well, at least they brought him back home, back to college anyway. Everybody knows he went to Stanford. But, you know, back in the day, back in 2017, 2018, whenever it was that he was a rookie, uh, he he was on the board when the 49ers were on the clock with the number three pick yep. in the in the draft. Remember that? And the team opted to take uh, uh, defensive end Solomon Thomas, which uh, it, you know <laughs> was a, was a Stanford great uh, grad as well. And but I guess Coach Kyle and they were talking about it on Twitter. If you were on Twitter, you would know this. But. Uh, <laughs> I guess Coach Shanahan said, "Hey, this was the plan all along. We were playing the long game." He, he joked with uh, McCaffrey, but you know when we look at giving good grades and bad grades, I mean, we got to give an A to the Panthers and we got to give a D for the 49ers just because of what you were just saying. We, we what it was like a a fire sale, if you will, for Carolina's trying to figure this out, and I get the 49ers are trying to figure it out, but the but the trade itself just was so lopsided. I mean, I don't know that. You know, that'd be me offering you, if I had him, uh, 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 for the Colts. Why am I having such a brain fart, Adam? Yeah, it would be like me having Jonathan Taylor and and me trading off one of my my very secondary, uh, trading off Jonathan Taylor for one of your secondary. Well, hell yeah, I'm going to take that. Heck yeah, all day long, every day. So when when – that that trade offer was was made. The Panthers were like, "Here, take Christian. You can have him." Yeah, the word the word is is that is that Buffalo offered a second and a second only. So it was almost like the Niners wanted him so desperately that they just went with a deal that's really 
above and beyond market value for, again, when he's on the field. But McCaffrey's already had injury issues this season. Um, and, and, and I go, are, is, this, is this deal helping you win the Super Bowl this year? Uh, you better hope it does. I mean, I get, I get taking swings and swinging for the fences. I just don't – I don't know. I, I, I don't know that I, – I just think they gave up. I think they could have gotten by with probably a second and a fourth, and that would have got the deal done instead of going a second, a third, a fifth, and a seventh. It's just a, it's a lot of draft capital for uh, a running back that and, – and they also then have to turn around and pay him. I mean, he has one of the most expensive contracts in the league at his position. So – you know, we'll see. Um, I do think the Panthers made out with as good as they possibly can. Um, I think from a Panthers perspective, I think you're going to see DJ Moore get sent out here very soon um, somewhere. Uh, word is, is you know, maybe he goes to Green Bay because they uh, they clearly need help um, since they got you know since they since Devonte Adams left and they like refused to add wide receiver help for for Aaron Rodgers. Um, but, you know, if, if that happens, that would be another big move. Um, but the Panthers are very clearly in rebuild mode. But they, they do have some really good pieces on that roster still. They just have to – they got to capitalize on it. So we will see. But it looks like, yeah, the, the Panthers are going to be are going to be shipping people out here very, very soon. Well, we'll see what we'll see what happens. It's going to be crazy. Well, you know, one of the things that we were talking about, of course, the Eagles are we mentioned are on the buy, and I was going to you know make sure to talk with with Ed about this because him and I were talking about it offline. You know, Adam, you said hey, the the Eagles are going to go to the Super Bowl. I think a lot of people say hey, there's there we're still having that conversation, and it's not because they're undefeated, but it's because of their ability to to get these first round draft picks, and we, they they they. they Accomplished the same thing with the Colts, uh, with Carson Wentz. They got, they ended up getting because of Carson Wentz's performance. They ended up getting a first round from the Colts. Now because of the Saints' performance, they're getting another high first round draft pick, thanks to the Saints. The Eagles are playing a very strategic game, and not on the field. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean it's almost like the Eagles are playing chess when the rest of the league are are, are playing checkers. Like they're just exactly. they're doing That's things exactly like what right. we saw out of out of Bill Belichick and the and the Patriots when they were in their like prime run, um, where they're they're utilizing their draft capital and taking advantage of other less intelligent teams. Um, this is, you know, this is the way to look at it. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, the Saints did nothing but help me uh, win some money on uh, Thursday night. So do you have anything to say about that game? Thursday night game? I I don't feel like I've had anything to say about any of the Thursday night games. Girl, we move on. We move on. So let's let you unleash again. The Cleveland Browns uh, are at Baltimore, and uh, you guys are okay with being at two and four and well, Baltimore's three and three, uh, and you guys will be out at uh, in Baltimore uh, for the the, uh, the Browns lost three straight games in a week. I, in week six, I don't have any room to talk because look at what my Colts are doing. So I'm not going to talk any smack about the Browns, you know. But uh, the Browns, the Ravens, you're unleashed, sir. Go ahead. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this short. The Browns are not <laughs> worth talking about until they fire Joe. <laughs> 
I don't understand how you can Draw have line. that right. many <laughs> stud players on defense and look that incompetent. Like, like he just he's teams teams know how to teams know how to beat him and and beat this defense. Uh, Kurt Warner went on Twitter said he watched film of the last game and he goes, if I'm a quarterback, I know exactly how to beat them from the second I get on the field and they never make adjustments. And I was like, well, that, that sums it up. So I, I just, they're going to lose this game. They'll probably lose it in horrifically bad fashion again because, because the defense can't figure out how to get any stops against anybody. Um, I just, I, I can't. And, and it's going to be interesting as the season goes on. Um, and this season is essentially lost. If the head coach, Kevin Stefanski, continues to stand behind Joe Woods, does that start to jeopardize Stefanski's future with the team? Like that's, that's really where this has gotten to. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. I, I have, at this point, I have no confidence in the Browns. So we can move on to anybody else. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and let me put on my homework cap now since you've had yours on here. Let's uh, talk about the Colts and the Titans. Wow. You know? Hey, can we can we get excited? We're winning in the AFC South. Now, I said last week, and then I also had heard it here on local media. I had said last week to Ed, here's here's the thing: the Colts will win the AFC South by default, just because the, the, the that that division, our division, sucks that bad. They went on to prove that they are capable of winning in the NFC South. I mean, AFC South. So excited about that. Now the Colts are on the road to Nashville, to the Tennessee Titans, who may have a different uh, thought pattern of who's going to lead the AFC South. This is a big divisional game on the road. If the Colts manage to pull this off, which I say big if because they've struggled with the Titans recently. I remember a time when the Colts had the Titans number every year, year over year. Not so much the case with the Titans or the Jaguars anymore in the AFC South. This is a big battle that the Colts have to win on the road. What are your thoughts? My Colts against the Tennessee Titans earn a third straight win on the road. What say you, sir? I, I don't know what to expect out of the Colts anymore because I'm like, <laughs> oh, they're going to get whooped, and then they win, and then I'm like, oh, this should be a winnable game, and then they get killed. I don't – so here's what I, I think I'm going to do to keep, like, the, the superstitious train going. I'm going to say the Colts get whacked. And then what's going to happen, and inevitably, is by me predicting that the Colts get whacked, they will win tomorrow. There you go. I love your, I love your, your voodoo magic there, sir. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, I, I'm, I'm superstitious about everything when it comes to the Colts. So I'm all about it. I'm all about it. So you you think the Colts will win? I think the Colts will win. So I I, hope the I think the Colts win. are at a point where I think they realize they have to. Like there mm-hmm. there's a and, and and at this point again I get back to kind of like I mentioned in the past. If they don't, yep. they're losing the whole season. And then again I'm going to is this is this front office the one that we want to roll with? Because this is it is a flawed team. And I don't know that Chris Ballard has the has the ability to pull it together in the future. Um, this was set up to give him exactly the team that he wanted, and this is the team that he wanted. Um, 
and, and he's routinely ignored key positions for how football is played today. Like, he still acts like we're playing football in freaking 1985. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to this next, next game. We're going to try to cover as many as we can. And, uh, Adam, I want to make sure that you get over your, your picks to me. So we're going to k- kind of take your picks on the air here. But I still want to make sure that I get your picks. Well, let's start with Tampa uh, versus uh, the, the Panthers. I mean, Tampa, you know, lost to the Pittsburgh the Steelers, Steelers. The whole Steelers secondary was injured. Um, yeah. So. Uh, man. And now, now I got to see Tampa win. The secondary with but, the Panthers. I'm so sorry. We're. We're overlapping. Go ahead, buddy. I was just going to say, I, I think Tampa wins um, simply because they can't be that bad two weeks in a row. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, that's kind of the rationale behind it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the, the entire Steelers secondary was hurt, it felt like, and they still lost. Some well, it's day right, day job. So, you know. It's, it's deja vu. It's deja yeah, vu because really the Panthers, the Panthers secondary is, all mucked up too. So, <laughs> if they lose to the Panthers and and the Steelers back to back, when both secondary teams are mucked up, maybe maybe it's time to look at a replacement at a quarterback position there in uh, uh, Tampa Bay. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go through these kind of hot seat because we've only got about five minutes before we got to jump into NASCAR because they're down in Homestead. Florida, Miami Homestead, and Steve Wilson is down there, and he's going to be calling us from uh, beautiful South Florida uh, the, as the NASCAR playoffs move forward. We're going to go hot seat through here. Falcons and Bengals, what say you, sir? Falcons, Bengals, Bengals win. Um, the Falcons um, are better than I thought they would be, but I think the Bengals are starting to put it together. Um, I'm taking Cincinnati. Lions and Cowboys. Cowboys, I know they lost, you know, to the Eagles on, on Sunday night, but I think the Lions, we said at the beginning of the season, were, were going to be scrappy, but I didn't think – I still thought they were some pieces away. Um, I would agree. I think the Lions, especially with Dak Prescott coming back, uh, the Cowboys get the win. The Giants and the Jaguars. Jaguars at home. Giants are looking pretty good this year. And again, yeah, AFC South, go Giants. Brian Dayball has to be the coach of the year so far. Uh, but, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I got to keep the Giants train a rolling. I, I don't – it's befuddling, but I'm going to go Giants W. There you go. Packers, Commanders. Uh, again, nothing. The, the Commanders are commanding nothing at this point, and the Packers – well, they're the Packers doing what the Packers do. They're on the road. Um, Aaron Rodgers and Carson Wentz meet up down in D.C. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know that Aaron Rodgers even cares to play football right now. But even with that <laughs> being said, the commanders are a disaster. Um, I'm taking the pack even though they lost to the Jets last week. I, I just I don't I don't see how they lose to the Jets and Commanders in back to back weeks. I just can't I can't bring myself to do it. <laughs> All right, another AFC matchup, certainly uh, one of them in the AFC South. Texans at the Raiders, Texans on the road out in Las Vegas. If you are a gambling man, which I kinda am, and you're in Vegas, 
and you're playing the Raiders and you're one of the worst teams in the NFL, go with the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, I, the Texans the Texans are playing to win the C.J. Stroud race right now. So um, I'm I'm taking the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders are trying to keep their you know playoff hopes alive. Um, slim they may be, but I'm taking the Raiders. Jets and Broncos. <laughs> this is one of those games uh, like, Jets, oh, let's just have yeah, it on for background noise. Are, the Broncos are absolutely terrible. I don't know if Russell Wilson just spent all offseason getting fat and filming Subway commercials, but they're horrific. And he looks like the worst NFL signing we have seen. I, 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 I this is a, it's a different sport, but I said this is like, this contract is going to be Gilbert Arenas, Washington Wizards' dad. Um, when Gilbert Arenas was at, at one point <laughs> the second highest paid player in the NBA and immediately tore his ACL and was never the same guy. Um, it's it's bad. It's real bad. Like it, it's yeah. The Broncos are are, are a mess. And yeah, I go, go, you know J E T S J S S. Chiefs are on the road to San Francisco. We talked about the 49ers picking up Christian McCaffrey. I don't know how much of an impact he'll have on this particular game. Uh, Chiefs are on the road. I like the Chiefs. I always like the Chiefs. They're my secondary favorite AFC team. Uh, but uh, Chiefs, 49ers, I like the Chiefs. And this is going to be a good game for the Chiefs to play and check off their boxes. <laughs> yeah, you know, the Chiefs, um, I, I mean, I, I – Niners aren't going to have McCaffrey. They've already said that. Um, I don't think I don't think the Niners have the firepower to hang with essentially Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've, I've got I've got them. I, I think that's a pretty pretty easy easy win. Tomorrow, Seahawks are on the road to the Chargers. I got to like the Chargers in this game, and they have showed me that they mean business. And I like how they've been playing recently. Are, are they the most impressive team in the NFL right now? No. Are they going to the Super Bowl? Probably not, but they certainly are leading in the AFC West. And Seahawks, without Russell Wilson, is like the Broncos with Russell Wilson. <laughs> See what I did there? All right, I like the Chargers in this game. Yeah, I've got the Chargers. The Seahawks are, are continually putting up, like, good numbers. Um, but I've got the Chargers. The Chargers just have a different look about them this year um, where they're winning closer games. Um, so I've got I've got the Chargers in this one. Steelers on the road out going to South Florida. The weather's going to be nice. But that's probably about the only nice thing about this uh, uh, game uh, in – that like you said, the Steelers secondary is depleted. The Dolphins are doing really good minus Tua, um, and so I, I, you know, I got I got to go with the Dolphins at home on this one. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know how you can pick against the Dolphins right now in this matchup. The Steelers are just too banged up. They still have so many quarterback questions with Trubisky um, or Pickett, um, who both look really mediocre. Um, and even if Tua, I, I mean, I, even if, even if Tua isn't playing, which I don't, I still, we still don't really know what his timetable is. The, the Dolphins just have too many weapons. Uh, I've got the Dolphins winning against Pittsburgh. Final game Monday night, the Bears are on the road against the Patriots. Usually I would say the Patriots at home in the cold weather is a, is a, is a good 
uh, element for a win. The Bears, though, they also are used to cold weather, and the Bears are actually doing surprisingly moderately well, playing better than the Patriots. I think they're going to get a win on the road out out at Foxborough. Um, I I would tend to agree, except for the fact that Bill Belichick knows how to shut down one-dimensional offenses. And that's what's going to happen to the Bears. I think it's going to be, like, ugly, ugly, ugly game. Um, but I actually have the Patriots <laughs> winning that home game. I, I think this where we tend to see a little bit more normalcy um, versus what we had the last two weeks, which was complete and utter chaos. Um, but I have the Patriots winning. I, I just – I just think the Bears, they just have not put a, a, a team around Justin Fields. It's, it's Justin Fields and a handful of guys that are trying to make plays like Darnell Mooney, and there's just not enough. And that's what's going to happen is Belichick's going to shut down Mooney, and they're not going to have anywhere to go with the ball. i got the Patriots winning. Adam Jividen, I appreciate you joining us. Our co-pilot every Saturday morning, breaking down college football, setting in for Ed Kratz, who's on a bye week with the Eagles, spending some well-deserved time with his family on his birthday weekend. What are you What are you doing for your birthday, sir? Uh, just hanging out. I'm gonna watch the Cavs uh, play the Bulls tonight, and uh, and then gonna probably maybe I don't know maybe go to the Lego store and build some build some Legos with Oliver. I love it. I love it. And, uh, Tony, we look forward to your – not Tony. I'm calling you Tony. Don't, I don't even know why because Tony's not on the show today. Adam, we look forward to the uh, debut this, this week of Jivy's Den and uh, look forward to your very first article uh, up on the website, balancedsportscast.com. I would say where can people find your work and masterpieces, but that's where it's going to be at, right there. Right there, your corner of the world, Jivy's Den. Happy birthday, my brother. We'll talk with you soon. You too, bud. All right, buddy. All right, National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. 
morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mace. No, they're one of my eyes. We're moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. Seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so I don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Le Piquet, which of course in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. to the balance one hour in the books you got another 30 minutes to go we're going to be talking some nascar here in just a minute make sure you've got your blackriflecoffee.com black rifle coffee and it's good coffee i i I drink it every morning and the great thing about it is when you buy a bag you give a bag you may have heard me say this before but i have a friend whose son is in the navy on a destroyer that's all they serve on the destroyers, Black Rifle Coffee, various different types. Uh, whether or not you're a coffee snob, the Keurig coffee, uh, what have you, they've got it for you. And plus all kinds of cool merchandise. I've got all, a lot of merchandise from BlackRifleCoffee.com. And, and if you're looking for a place to do some cool Christmas shops, uh, shopping, maybe get some cool uh, stocking stuff. And yes, I know it's, it's Halloween, not quite Halloween, but hey, you know. And it's my birthday this weekend. And Adam's we, uh, birthday as well. Him and I have the same birthday. And for years, we've known each other for years. For at least five or six, seven years, I've been saying to him, hey, you know, today's my birthday. He goes, hey, you know, today's my birthday. So it's been an ongoing joke for years. But today I finally remembered to, say, to tell him happy birthday on the same day as mine. It's not today. It's tomorrow. And I digress. And uh, so Adam Jevenin helped us break it down the college football uh Madness of what's going on, and of course, Ed's on the bye week with the Eagles, spending some well-needed time with his family. Uh, so uh, Adam stuck around and helped us finish up the uh, NFL talk. But one of our mo- most favorite segments now is racing NASCAR. Steve Wilson, editor in chief of SpeedwayDigest.com, 
How are you, sir? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Good. Are you a coffee person? No, I'm not the biggest coffee drinker in the world. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I, I need to get you some Black Rifle coffee. I do appreciate all the work you've done for us on the website. It looks great. And I was joking earlier, I said, Tuesday, I think I'm going to get the keys. I'm so excited. <laughs> Balanceportscast.com. <laughs> I do I do appreciate you doing that. All right, Steve, let's get into this. I mean, we've got some stuff to talk about. You're down in beautiful South Florida. Is is is, is it beautiful? I, I haven't looked at the weather in South Florida today. Is it nice down there today? Oh, it's, yeah. It's uh, very nice down here. Nice and warm. The sun is out. Makes you that. Makes you not want to go back to Virginia. I get it. I totally understand. Well, let's talk before we talk about what's going on in Homestead. I really want to just uh, hone down in on the the story with Bubba Wallace and Kyle Larson and that whole mess. Well, let's talk about how it happened, why it happened, and I know he's been suspended for for one race, but honestly, a lot of people say, you know, had that been us out in the street, the average Joe, well, maybe not. Who knows in, in the, today's society? But that's another show. You get you get arrested for assault. I mean, that was. Uh, let's let's break that down. I mean, I don't know if he'll get arrested. He, he, I think he should be fined and suspended for more than one. I, you know what? Here's the thing. I don't think he should be able to race the rest of the season because Kyle Larson, as bad as what he said, was just a word. Now, now let me hear me out. It's a very bad word to use, but Bubba Wallace actually assaulted Kyle Larson and only gets one race suspension. I'll climb off my soapbox and give you room to hop up on yours on this, but what what are your thoughts on this? Well, let's uh, just, I guess, back it up just a little bit because NASCAR really um, is more suspending Bubba Wallace for the intentional wrecking of Kyle Larson after um, the initial contact uh, coming out of turn four, in which uh, Larson kind of pressured uh, Wallace up a little closer to the wall. Um, then after making contact with the wall, Wallace drove down intentionally and um, wrecked uh, Kyle Larson at full speed, somewhere around 180 miles an hour. Um, SNT data showed where he was at full throttle at the time in which of point of contact. Um, now after he got after they wrecked and the cars were destroyed, you know, Wallace got out of the car and started marching down um, the track, which is a no-no because NASCAR has a stated policy that when a wrecked car, unless there is some immediate reason as to why you need to be away from the area, such as a fire, etc., that you're to stay in the car or you know not go walking down the racetrack. So then that's when he goes down there and he, uh, you know, they get in. Um, you know, Bob Wallace starts pushing on uh, Kyle Larson. So, you know, the the the, uh, the suspension is more honed to the intentional wrecking portion more so than anything else. Now, I say this because, um, you know, I've always been a proponent that, you know, if you if you want to fight, then fight. You know, put your hands up. Take your helmets off, fight. Mm-hmm. You know, don't 
Don't use your car as a weapon. Don't pick something up in the infield and try and assault somebody with an, an, another object. Pick your hands up and fight. Get it over with and be done with it. Um, so, you know, I've not been so, you know, I, I'm, I was okay with that portion of it. You know, it was what preceded that with the, you know, uh, intentional wrecking and using of the vehicle as a weapon to inflict um, the, the, the incident that happened. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's it is racing. It's a racing thing. But I agree, the intentional wrecking uh, is is shouldn't happen. I guess what I I look at is I you would think that's one part of it. It is that is one part of it, a very important part of it. But I thought. And you and I talked about this offline on text. We, I, we think Kyle Larson did a, a fantastic job of just saying, "Okay, I'm walking away from this shit." Excuse my French, but I can I can say that on podcast. I can say that. But uh, you know, you know, I'm, I'm walking away from it. I think he did because honestly, between me, you, and the fence post, had they been me, if I'd got my ass kicked, great. But I I I, I wouldn't have walked away like Kyle Larson. He, he's I give him I give him credit. I give him a lot of credit. But, I, you know, in all fairness, Bubba Wallace did put out a tweet. Uh, it says, I want to apologize for my actions on Sunday morning on the track incidents with Kyle Larson and the number five car. My behavior does not align with the core values that are shared by 23XL uh, Racing and our partners who have played a crucial role in my incredible journey to the top of this great sport. I apologize to NASCAR and the fans, along with Christopher Bell, Joe Gibbs, Racing Toyota, uh, for putting themselves in, for putting them in a situation uh, that they did not deserve. I compete uh, with immense passion, and with passion at times comes frustration. Upon reflecting, I should have re- re- represented our partners and our core values better than I did uh, by letting the, my frustrations follow me outside of the car. Uh, I live and learn, and I intend to learn from this. Clearly, PR got all over his, his ass and said, hey, guess what you're doing? Now I don't know if this is a legit apology, but we'll we'll take it and we'll accept it, and and we'll move on. Um, but do you think that uh, NASCAR handled all of this appropriately? Are you okay with Bubba Wallace's formed written apology? Uh, any any final thoughts on on this, sir? Well, you know the one thing that I would like to have seen is that I would like to have seen a little bit of. Um, I would like to have seen a little bit of anger management also uh, added into this. You know, on you know, typically, you know, there's sensitivity training, there's typically anger management, there's typically some kind of fun, there's typically some kind of point. Mm-hmm. It's it's typically just not we suspend you and then that's just kind of the end of the deal. Um, I would have liked to have seen something like that because I think that would have been fair and on par with uh, what everybody else kind of gets, you know, regardless of whether it's, you know, this racing incident or whether it's something else. But, you know, just to try and kind of keep it kind of, you know, the same where everybody is getting the same penalties, you know, I would have liked to have seen 
Are you there, Steve? Okay. Kind of just hit the hit it home. Gotcha. I you cut out at the very last part there, uh, but yeah, I mean we move on. We got playoffs to talk about. Uh, Homestead NASCAR rose down in, in Homestead, the, the, mile, the mile and a half down there in South Florida, which you are in Dallas, by the way, uh, are in the playoffs to help decide who who races for the title of the 2022 uh, championship. Uh, so you've got the, the Dixie Vodka 400 and I think the, the Baptist 400 or something today. So let's break down the Xfinity race today, and then we'll get into tomorrow's race, and we'll, and we'll uh, uh, get through as much of this as we can, because I know you're down there at Homestead. We appreciate you joining us uh, from down there, Steve. So uh, let's, let's break down today's race, who we're looking at in, in the round of eight, and uh, what's, who's, who's in, who's out, who are you looking at, who should we be looking at, and so forth. Um, you know, Josh Berry with his win last week at Vegas, he's locked himself into Phoenix. Uh, you know, just the all guys right there are dipping on the heels, you know, uh, getting into this uh, deal. But, you know, it's really kind of Adrian digger who is below the cut line at this moment that's won like five times this year and so far hasn't, um, you know, locked himself into this event yet. So, or in Phoenix. So I know he's got a little bit of work to do, but, you know, he needs to, uh, kind of step that game up because there's not a whole lot of time left. Who's your pick for the Xfinity race today? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Noah Gregson today. Noah Gregson. I'm going to make that your official DraftKings $5 bet. Noah Gregson <laughs> takes the checker flag in. In, in Homestead. Well, let's just talk uh, talk about some of the manufacturers. Chevy is obviously dominating in the Xfinity series uh, across the board. I mean, there's, there's no no doubt about it. Uh, you know, I like Noah Gregson. I, I like him. I've been a fan of him all season long. I like Josh Berry. Ty Gibbs uh, is is another one that I, I that I've enjoyed watching. But he's the only Toyota in the field. Does he have what it takes to to make a run for the championship? I don't know. You know, Chevrolet is just so strong right now with, uh, you know, college racing, junior motorsports, et cetera, that I think it'll be a little difficult. Um, there's, there's room there, um, but I think it'll be fairly difficult with, uh, you know, some of the other Chevrolet teams right at this moment. Any chance that Brandon Jones surprises the world? Um. <clears throat> Possible. I mean, you know, Brandon is a is a guy. I know he's had a lot of bad luck here and there, and um, not able to finish some races where he's been running good in, or you know, been involved in other people's incidences and things like that that have put them, you know, laps down when they could have salvaged a good day. Um, you know, if the line, if all the stars aligned, then yeah, I can sure. I think he could. I know I was pretty impressed with him a couple of weeks ago. Um, Tony, actually, uh, Tony Donahue at the Tony D podcast of Brown Sports, he actually picked Brandon Jones for that win, and I think it made us like 100 bucks or something uh, something like that. So uh, the Cup Series are getting ready to qualify. I know you, I've only got you here for just a, a, a few more minutes. Uh, but any storylines, anything we're looking at in the Xfinity race, and we'll move on over to the uh, Dixie Vodka 400. No, I just, you know, uh, I think we'll see 
uh, you know, a lot of people trying to use that outside groove around here in uh, Miami to try and get as much speed out there. Uh, Noah Gregson is a guy, like I said, that, you know, he's, he's, he's able, he's been able to do that in a lot of these places and we've seen him do it here today. So look for a lot of these guys to jump to the outside line and get as close up by that wall as possible. We're down in the homestead, certainly getting closer and closer to Phoenix with the Xfinity race uh, and the Xfinity series. Are you in a position where you can predict your champion? No, not yet. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, we'll hold it, put that on hold. So, like I said, the 2022 NASCAR playoffs continue this Sunday uh, for the 2022 uh, Dixie Vaca 400. I like Dixie. I like Vaca. I've never had the two together, so I'll have to try that sometime down at Miami Homestead. Uh, it's the second ra- race of the round of eight with the championship finale in Phoenix coming up on November 6th and then running out of time for the remaining drivers to earn the chance to compete in a title. Uh, Joey Logano has punched his ticket to the final four and uh, surged to his first 2022, first in the 2022 NASCAR standings with a win last week in Vegas. Um, but I don't know. Are we, are we high on Joey Logano this week? I'm seeing a lot of people say, especially those that, that are, that follow the betting world that I don't do it just on the weekends, but they say stay away from Joey Logano, Joey Logano this week. What are your thoughts on Joey Logano in Miami Homestead? Well, I don't think he really has anything to lose. He's already locked in, so really it's more about stage points and uh, coming out with a good finish. Um, You know, the more the better heading into Phoenix at this moment, and uh, I think whoever, you know, does make it to Phoenix uh, in a couple of weeks, especially if it's uh, uh, you throw Chase Elliott into the mix of that, then I think everybody's going to need as many points as possible. So, you know, for him, go out there. Um, do everything you can do to get all the points you can um, because that's the name of the game for him at this moment. Absolutely. Okay, well, we're going to play hot seat with you, Steve Wilson, of uh, Editor-in-Chief of SpeedwayDigest.com. Everything racing, go check him out on SpeedwayDigest.com. We're going to play hot seat. We're at Miami. It's a round of eight. I'm just going to go through some drivers here and do some hot seat here for the next five minutes or so, but we've still got you. Tell me what you think, how they're going to perform in Miami particularly, uh, but if you've got something to add overall. We'll start with Denny Hamlin. I like Denny Hamlin. I've always been a fan of Denny Hamlin. Uh, he's at 7-1 to odds and down there in Miami this weekend. What are your thoughts on Denny Hamlin? Um, I think Denny's possibility or his chances are really more next week at Martinsville. We've seen him be stronger at places like that. Uh, he's six points above the cut line right at this moment over William Byron. So he doesn't have a whole lot of room, no breathing room this weekend. But I think if anywhere, uh, look for him maybe next week at uh, Martinsville. Uh, Kyle Busch isn't the only one moving to a new team next year. Kyle, Tyler Reddick is moving to a new team and – well, the lucky number eight can be driven by Kyle Busch. What are your thoughts on Kyle Busch? Still with Joe Gibbs Racing, though, for a few more weeks. <laughs> Ten to one uh, in, in well, Vegas. I mean, not Vegas, but. Well, it seemed like, yeah, I mean, this week it seemed like there's a little bit of heartache between that breakup there. Uh, he made some comments earlier 
where he felt like that, you know, out of all the years and all of what he kind of feels like the foolish things that he's done, Joe mm-hmm. Gibbs has always been there by his side. And, you know, mm-hmm. we've just not mm-hmm. seen the last couple of weeks. It's uh, been one problem after the other. Tires falling off, engines going foul in that car. Um, does he have the best car? I'm beginning to not think he's got the best equipment at this moment being given to them by Joe Gibbs or the personnel because of the problems that continue to happen week in and week out. So um, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the race to champion the do- the docu series. Have you been watching that regularly? No. Okay. Well, I I watch it every week when it drops. So I watched it last night, uh, yesterday afternoon, um, and 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 Kyle Busch was around the kitchen table with his wife and his, his manager talking, and this was when they were getting ready to make the change. And right, this was filmed in the process of him getting ready to go make the announcement that he was going to Richard Childers Racing. But in that conversation, in that if you want to call it an intimate conversation at the kitchen table between his manager and his wife. His wife said, I never thought we'd be in this position. I mean, their kids, you know, look at Joe Gibbs as like a grandpa. Uh, You know, he looks at Joe Gibbs as like a second father. And he was just like, you know, to to be stabbed in the back. And he basically said, now he didn't make any announcements, but he basically said he knows where the real family is in the Joe Gibbs race. And I think that that he was trying to put an indication out there that he was being pushed out so Ty Gibbs could could come in. You know, we, there's a lot to talk about with that, but there was clearly, and I've never been the biggest Bush brother fans because you know they they are the bad boys if you if you want to call them that. But in all reality, he makes a very good point. You know, 15 some odd years, 13, 14 years, and to a guy that's had his back in, in many instances, and that a lot of owners would have walked away and turned away. All of a sudden, when things are going good, it's not. Do you do you think Joe Gibbs? I mean, do you think that he's spot on on the way he's he's talking about his emotions openly and freely? Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think I think there's a lot of that there because you know you look at what happened with the Toyota and Tony Three XI being able to go out there and buy Tyler Reddick's contract out when Richard Childress had been adamant about the fact that he would be back with three car operation next year with uh, Tyler Reddick in that car. That seemed like there was some money out there to be able to continue with uh, Kyle Busch being in that car. I know that you know it may not have made up for what M&Ms and Pedigree and the other Mars brands were putting on that car week in and week out, but it seemed like at least it was a good starter to kick the season off, or at least to get well enough into the season where they could start talking to people. But uh, it kind of seemed to me like there was just really it was a one-way conversation. The longer this drug on, the more we heard the more we, you know, kind of felt like there were indications in one way or another. It just felt like that there was, uh, you know, there was more one-way conversations than really from Toyota's perspective and JGR's perspective that they had already moved on, even though that they had not officially said that they had moved on. Exactly. Well, we'll get back on the hot seat here for about two or three minutes, and we'll go until time's up here because I know you've got to get in there and, and qualifying is underway uh, there with the, uh, for the Dixie Vodka 400. Uh, Kyle Larson, fresh off that incident that we talked about with Bubba Wallace, do you think any of that's going to affect him today? He's, he, uh, I mean, tomorrow, I'm sorry, he's at uh, eight to one odds, according to Vegas, in, for Miami there. No, I don't think that he'll just put that behind him because, you know, that put him out in, you know, the, in, in a good position last week in Vegas. 
and uh, he needs points, so he can't let that worry about him. Oh, or he can't worry about that. Ryan Blaney, ten to one odds uh, for the Dixie Vodka four hundred. Uh, Blaney's well outside the points right now. He's closer to the bottom of this thing, closer down there with Christopher Bell. So um, I, I I like Forge Chance here because they've they've had a lot of success at this racetrack. Um, but you know Ryan Blaney, I think he's got you know he's just really got he's got to kick this up. He's got to do something to to, to maybe go out there and win this event, maybe win next week. But uh, you know I think that's where his chances lie at this moment. Our points leader Chase Elliott, ten to one. Uh, he's he, he's got nothing to prove, nothing to lose. So if, if I'm Chase, I'm just running a good conservative race. If a win comes my way, we'll take advantage of it. But I'm not going to be super aggressive about trying to get there. No, I I agree. I think Chase just he's got a he's in his own race at this moment. He's already won the regular season championship. Uh, he's made it this far in. Uh, he's looking for his third straight appearance in the playoffs and potentially uh, another run at the the uh, uh, championship. So, yeah, I, I I agree. Let it, let him go out there run his own race. We're getting ready to roll into overtime for just a, a few minutes. We won't be on it very long, but uh, if you're losing our live feed, just stick around. The podcast will be up. and It's definitely up. going to be up on the website at balancedsportstest.net. I probably still haven't got it memorized. But, Mark, Martin Truex Jr. Uh, Steve, what are your thoughts? It's uh, just kind of been, uh, you know, a, a lackluster season for him. Didn't see a whole lot out of him all year long. I think that just continues on until next year. Kevin Harvey, what are your thoughts? Uh, Kevin Harvick seemed to come on pretty strong very late. Uh, he's announced or he's talking about that next year will potentially be his last run at this thing. Uh, so if it is, um, you know, he's got a lot to be proud about uh, and then just kind of go into next year and figure out what he's going to do from there. William Byron. Uh, won twice this year or won twice this year already. So, you know, he's below the cut line, six behind Denny Hamlin. He's within striking distance if he can make it. Uh, this weekend and maybe or go into Martinsville next week and have good weeks back-to-back. Uh, and Denny Hamlin has a little bit of problems. Uh, potentially see him in there. You know, one of my favorite uh, teams to watch is Trackhouse Racing. And I've really gotten to, to know and learn a lot about uh, Daniel Suarez in this uh, docuseries, a Race for the Championship. I like Daniel Suarez. I've become a fan of him through that show, and I've become a fan of uh, Trackhouse Racing through that show. So uh, Daniel Suarez, 28-1 odds today. Uh, that would be some good long, long shot money for you, but not predicted to win. But, you know, he's a fun driver to watch. And uh, what are your thoughts on, on Daniel? Well, what I will say is is that if uh, earlier this season uh, Daniel and uh, Trackhouse Racing announced a deal where if they came into Homestead and they won Homestead, they were going to w- give away something like 100 free cruises. So I think there's a lot of people out there hoping some 100 free cruises come their way. Absolutely. I don't even know how to get in, in involved with that. Ryan Blaney. I like Ryan Blaney. I, I think he's got a real good shot of being at least in the top five today. Yeah, tomorrow, I sorry. Right. No, I think it's, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Tomorrow. 
Yeah, no, I think he does. I think he's got a strong run going on here, but, uh, you know, still need to be a little bit conservative at the same time. Don't need to get in anybody else's incidences and maybe, you know, go out there and strike, you know, late in the game tomorrow afternoon. Well, we're about time to wrap it up and put a bow on it, sir. Steve Wilson of SpeedwayDigest.com joining us from Homestead. Thank you very much, Steve. Uh, Any final words of wisdom before we let you go, sir? Yeah, it'll be a good day here, and next week it's going to be cold in Martinsville. So, <laughs> <laughs> enjoy enjoy your vacation there in in, in South Florida, and uh, I'll talk to you on Tuesday when you give me the key to the car, sir. <laughs> All right, sounds good. All right, where can people find your working masterpieces, sir? Speedway Digest on Twitter, Facebook.com/slash/SpeedwayDigest, and SpeedwayDigest.com. All right, Steve, have yourself a good weekend. Enjoy South Florida. Thanks, man. Take care. All right. Steve Wilson of com. Uh, make sure you check us out, thebalancesportscast.com. Uh, we've had a lot of work on this, and Steve, I give you 100% credit for that. I mean, he, he developed uh, speedwaydigest.com, and it's a very successful website. So, you know, I leaned on him, and he helped me out a lot uh, on it. So I can't take credit for it, but it is up and running, and it is looking great, better and better each day. And, and remember, we're going to be adding – Jevy's Den, Adam Jeviden, and we talked about that earlier. Adam is our uh, college football cohort uh, and co-pilot, and he's going to have a, a weekly or maybe every day. It's up to him, but I think at least weekly he's going to he's going to put something in there and and uh, he's going to let his creative juices flow on that. So check out Jevy's Den on the Balance Sportscast.com. Just go check it out. All right, come on. All right, people, it's my birthday. It's my birthday tomorrow. Give me a, a pretty cool birthday present. How about that? And then if you're listening to us on the podcast, which you might be right now, go ahead and hit like so we know how awesome you are. I mean, we know how awesome we are. But, uh, you know, go ahead and hit like and and uh, we'll, we'll – uh, uh, and then follow us on Twitter at T-Balance. My name is Tom Mark with El Presidente. And we've really had a, had a lot of fun, you know, doing this. And we've got some things coming. Uh, more things from phase two. We're going to be adding a shop to the uh, website, uh, balanceportscast.com. You know, so we've got a a lot um, coming our way, if you will. I'm I'm pretty excited about everything, uh, you know, just in case you couldn't tell. I'm really excited about you guys. So you make sure that you don't drink and drive because it isn't cool. I'm out of here. Deuces. We'll see you next week. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind Thinking I can see through this and see what's behind Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying But I'm only human after all I'm only human after all Don't put your blame on me Don't put your blame on me Look in the mirror, what do you see? Do you see it clearer, or are you deceived? In what you believe? Cause I'm only human after all And you're only human after all Don't put the blame on me Don't put your blame on me